I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. American, it is I. You should recognize my indistinguishable voice. But if not, I am the professor, you absolute morons. Welcome back to Joking Not Joking. As you may have gathered, the guys are going to talk about money. Is it real? Where does it go? What does it do for you? How much do you need? All the good stuff. We start out by making a pretty shocking discovery regarding a whole lot of missing money. The culprit, you ask? You guessed it. The United States federal government. I, I, I can't. I can't do. I can't do this voiceover. This is too scary. This is just. I cannot be associated with this. I. U.S. federal government. I uh, believe in you, and I, and I do not agree with what they're about to say. After all that nonsense, Mo and AZ are sitting down with their friend and fellow comedian, Amir K, when they call Furkan Redhan, an entrepreneur and the founding CTO of App Lovin, to discuss the role money plays in his life. This is Where Did All the Money Go? Joking, not joking. What up, everybody? It's Mo. What's up? This is your boy, Azaru Smart. From Luminary, this is Joking, Not Joking. What else is everybody 5%ing about? So much, bro. So much. Everybody's 5%ing that money's real. Everybody's just pretending, hey, man, just keep pretending. Because if we stop pretending that money's real, we're going to freak the fuck out. Yes. It's over. Once we figure it out that money's not real, and it's just like this construct that exists is backed by the feds. <laughs> <laughs> you can't, yeah, like, say it without laughing, bro. It's basically backed by weapons. You can't say it without laughing. Like, it's so funny. <laughs> Bro, it's so disturbing. The U.S. military squandered so many trillions oh of dollars. Oh, my God. What's that headline we were looking at? I don't know. You should. I got to pull me. this up. Yeah. Oh, my God. This is, yo, this is wild. Yo, you got to check yo, this your, out. Yo, your great uncle was in on this. Check this out, Aaron. <laughs> your great uncle was in on this. Yo, this is wild, bro. Can we just acknowledge this is pre-Trump, by the way. 
U.S. Army fudged his account by trillions of <laughs> dollars. dollars. Auditor Auditor five. <laughs> this is Reuters. This is not fuck. This is not like a New York Post. Right? This, this is, so is Reuters. <laughs> the United States Army's finances are so jumbled, it had to make trillions of dollars Bro, of improper accounting adjustments to create an illusion that its books are balanced. <laughs> What are you talking about, bro? The Defense Department. Did you hold on? Wait, wait, wait. You can't just go past this that fast. And it's, look what it's showing underneath it. Join the Army. U.S. <laughs> Army soldiers are seen marching, marching in the St. Patrick's Day Parade in New York. They were marching to find the lost trillions of dollars in the streets of America. Unbelievable, bro. <laughs> the Defense Department's Inspector General in a June report said the Army made... $2.8 trillion in wrongful adjustments to accounting entries in one quarter alone. Unbelievable. In 2015 and $6.5 for the year. Yet the Army lacked receipts and invoices to support those numbers or simply made them up. <laughs> simply made them up. What the fuck? As a result, the Army's financial statements for 2015 were, quote, materially misstated. The report concluded the, quote, forced adjustments rendered the statements useless because, quote, the Department of Defense and Army managers could not rely on the data in their accounting systems when making management and resource decisions. Goes on from there. Bro, there's an incredible quote in here also in the article. Look at this guy, Franklin Spinney. We tried to get him on the pod. He turned us down ultimately. He's scared to talk about this shit now. I'm scared to talk about it. I have nothing to do with it. Where is the money going? Don't give a shit. Nobody knows. Amazing. Said Franklin Spinney, a retired military analyst for the Pentagon. I can't even drink my coffee without having Where is the money going? Nobody knows. It's amazing. Listen, uh, head of Department of Defense. Yeah, over. Listen, uh, buddy boy. We printed way too much money than we thought, all right? We fucking printed trillions of dollars digitally or whatnot. What are you talking about? Exactly. Listen, I need you to fucking make those disappear, all right? Look at this shit, bro. This is 1983, bro. This guy's been making noise. He was on the cover of Time on March, what is it? March 87, Okay. He published this report. They tried to bury it. It got leaked. And then it went all across D.C. called the Spinney Report. Are billions being wasted? This guy's been making noise for 30 years. Nobody gives a shit. Everybody's like, hey, listen, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Seriously, bro. Do me a favor. Listen, I got a fucking swimming pool like Ronald McDuck. What is it? Who's, who's the <laughs> Ronald guy? Ronald McDuck. <laughs> who's it? Who's it? Which, one, uh, which one had a lot of money? Scrooge McDuck? Scrooge, that's the one. <laughs> you can combine Ronald McDonald and What's Scrooge up? McDuck. Who cares? This weed is amazing. <laughs> Scrooge, straight up Scrooge. like Scrooge, yes. fucking swimming, pools of digital money. Trillions. Trillions. Six point five trillion. In one year. Isn't what they printed was like five trillion dollars over the pandemic and they said that was sixty percent of the money. Sounded, Hold I on. Try to confirm this doesn't this. add up. Yeah, like I tried to confirm this, but I couldn't you know say USD created since the pandemic. Right. Percentage. Listen, um, I just want to let you know we're going to get audited, yeah? <sighs> Here's the thing. Um, we're a little off. <laughs> How much are we off? Well, it's a, it's a lot. How much is a lot? Like a few million dollars? Um, just spit it out, man. I just don't know... How to get this out? Just say it. It can't be that bad. It's two point six trillion dollars. Oh my God! Two point 
6.6 trillion dollars? You fucking misplaced it. It's actually 6.5. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. That's man. unbelievable. Yeah, I can't get a clear, easy. Of course, look. If regular people try to scrub their names from the internet, don't you think they would try to scrub this from the internet? Right. This is a fun thing to also do is find these articles that are just like hiding in plain sight, because there's so much noise, and there's so much you know heat. It's hard to find the light. It's hard to find the signal. But these little nuggets are just on the internet. Right. Like I didn't make this up. This is Reuters reporter. Talking about missing trillions and an internal guy saying, Spinny, who's been on this for 30 years, saying, where's the money going? Nobody knows. Where's the beef? It's fucking crazy. It is disturbing. It is crazy. But it's like, what are you going to do? And now, a message for George W. Bush. Hello, Georgie. Look, uh, I mean, President Bush. I don't know if you know this, but there's $6.5 trillion missing. <laughs> I can't do it without laughing. I cannot say that statement without laughing. Like, it sounds so fucking absurd. When everybody has to be so perfect on their taxes or they lose everything, literally, you could take everything from them but you misplaced $6.5 trillion for a war that you started, okay, on false pretenses. There's no weapons of mass destruction, and you're missing $6.5 trillion. I'm not saying you're the one who pushed the button, but I'm saying the people that forced you to push the button. I know what it is, man. I know you got a call that it was really lucrative to do it because there is $6.5 trillion missing based off a war you started. You know what that could do to the whole economy? I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not a. I'm not a professional here. I can't break it down. But I'm pretty sure you could do a lot with six point five quadrillion trillion. How do you lose that? How do you? How are you like with a straight face? Like I don't know. I don't know. Six point five trillion. Yeah. I don't. It's gone. Where did it go? <laughs> I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? It should all be traced. It's six point five trillion dollars. <laughs> Oh my god, this is such a fucking joke. It's ridiculous. <sighs> I think that people deserve to know what the fuck is going on. Okay, from one text into another, I think maybe you should come clean and just about some of this stuff. I mean, where did the money go? Where did all the money go? Bush, say with me. Show me the money. Show me the money. Where did all the money go? 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. I want to call this dude, bro. This right, is a G. All right, so let's do a little convo. I'm a serial Furkan. I'm a serial entrepreneur. Yeah, let's just read this real quick, please. Enjoy. Yeah, exactly. Let's get the intro on right now. I'm a serial entrepreneur who started. Got started. Got started. Sorry, he was moving it. All right. Why don't you read it in front of the class? No, please go. All right, tough guy. No, go ahead. Okay. I'm a serial entrepreneur who got started at a dot com at 15. Built my first company at 17. Real underachiever. Spent the last couple of decades building software and hardware companies, including the founding CTO of Applevon. Applevon. I like Levon a lot better. Applevon. Applevon. Applevon and Bebo. I enjoy hacking on emerging uh, technologies and figuring out how to build products for people. Now I'm investing and working with entrepreneurs through my company. But you misspelled entrepreneurs, though. He did misspell entrepreneurs. Can you please pull up the market cap of App Lovin? I'm just curious since we were looking at. Wait, yeah, do, you, do you? I mean, we're gonna we're gonna interview a guy that misspells entrepreneur. Right? We gotta clown him about this. Five percent. I'm totally gonna fucking call him. What's so happening? Nine point four billion dollar company, App Lovin, right now. What's up? He's the founding CTO of this company. It's worth three point four. Yeah, million. that's what I'm saying. This guy's a G. <laughs> Yo, Furkan, are you at war right now? Salam alaikum. Furkan, you there? Why are all these like rich guys or people that are doing really well look like they're in, in a bunker somewhere? Because <laughs> they are <laughs> about to go to war. <laughs> Yo, Furkan, bro, first, like I was saying, thank you for joining us. For sure. This is a podcast where basically Mo and I have been doing sessions here for about the last month, talking to a bunch of movers and shakers and folks like yourself, getting takes on a whole series of issues. One of the big ones is money. And I was like, bro, this is the dude who can just break it down. Because also crypto is now a branch of any conversation about money and finance. You're probably easily one of the most successful entrepreneurs I personally know, and I have so much respect for you. I was like, bro, this would be such an interesting conversation to get your point of view on is crypto real? What is money? People who get money, what should you do with the money? You know, like, should we pursue money? And if so, what's the point of money? You know a lot of rich cats, billionaires, 100 millionaires. Like, what's the conversation that they have about money? Because regular people like us are in a different universe. Talk to us about your thoughts. <laughs> yeah. I'm more like the regular people, so I don't think I'm going to have, like, a great insight. But, yeah. Oh, fuck. Come on, dog. If uh, you say that, we all give up. I mean, no, what is this, what is this bro? Um, 
Come on, man. Yeah, I'm, put, I'm putting person. him on. I'm putting him on the spot. Where's this regular yeah, shit? Come yeah. on, man. Why are you why are you acting like that? Look, he's a famous guy. He can accept it. It's God made him a famous dude on the earth. Now God made you a rich dude on the earth. Now you got to break it down there for the rest go. of us. Yeah, I'd rather um, be doing David Blaine magic and just fancy fam- football and him. You know, that's that's how it all worked out. So <laughs> no, no, please um, tell us. Yeah, I think people should pursue money because it lets you buy back time. Like, that's the real thing that you kind of get. That's what Dave says, bro. You can actually just use your money to do the things you want. You know, I don't know if I told you kind of like how I started. I just grew up like around my hobbies, which were, you know, computers on one side and cars on the other. Just kind of always wanted to take things apart, put it back together. And, um, Love that. I don't know. Early on, my my kind of mindset was like, I don't like school. I don't like really anything except kind of the thing I like to enjoy doing. If I could just do that for a living as long as possible, I'll just stretch that out. And it turned out that was tech and software, and like that shit was worth a lot. But like, really, <laughs> at the start of it, it was just like, you know, how do I just do the thing I actually enjoy? Mm-hmm. And then secondarily, oh, I need to pay bills and build a career. You know, sometimes it works out where like the thing you enjoy actually is worth a lot if you're really good at it. But, you know, kind of after the fact, it's like, well, shit, like what changed? Like now when I don't want to do something, I can kind of put money towards that. Now when I think that there's roadblocks in the way, it's like, is there really a roadblock or was my mindset wrong where I couldn't kind of overtake that? Because like it's no longer like a financial problem, right? It's not. Yeah. You just kind of eliminate a whole set of excuses. And mm. then I think that that kind of opens you up to actually what is it you really want to do? Oh, you didn't really want to do that. That's why you were making these excuses. And so, you know, I think it really just helps with a lot of those things. And so, you know, I don't know. I think the time is like the most valuable resource and you're just kind of trying to find ways to like, you know, make sure that your time is spent in the ways you want and like you can kind of own that time. And so to me, money kind of is the pathway to that. And that's why people should pursue it so they can kind of get time to themselves and kind of what they want. Interesting. People use the term post-economic. Nowadays, yeah. like I, I guess I understand that to mean people for whom money is no object. But how do you describe that phenomenon? What is that? Yeah, I, I think it's probably similar. It's not that it's no object. It's probably like it's not in the decision making criteria. So it's like, oh, you want to go on a vacation next week? It's it's more about, oh, am I going to fill? You know, am I going to like clear my calendar and tell people I'm not going to be around because I can do that? And then. You know, it's not really just saying, you know, I have this money or kind of whatever. And so I think post-economic is like a phrase that people use. I think it sounds cooler than it means, you know. So I don't know. It's just a it's a buzzword at this point. It's a buzzword. Yeah. And that's what people want to hear. Right. They want to hear these buzzwords. They want to kind of put some value behind it. But to me, it just means like you're not putting that in the decision making criteria anymore. You're like, oh, I want to go to New York because this thing's happening. It's about all the other decision making factors and no longer the economic factor. You just kind of remove that from the equation so you're just deciding hey like what do you want to do like how do you want to do it like is this important enough for you to kind of make time for and i think that's kind of what it comes down to right basically it brings a microscope to the fact that the finite resource you have is actually time not money exactly interesting how i mean that's what it all boils down to Chappelle talks about that all the time the money is so i can you know buy back my time and he's a huge advocate it's like man once you do the thing you should take time to reflect on what that is, but also start enjoying doing the things that you really want to pursue. One question people always ask when it comes to money, and this is certainly true in show business, comedy, actors, what have you, 
I think it's true with a lot of startup guys as well, which is before you even start, it's like, what's your number? You know, what's enough? What's the framework you have? Because I know you started a lot of companies, and I would love to, we'd all love to hear about, you know, the stable of things you're working on. And I know you're into AI and all this like robotic stuff and futuristic stuff, which is also stuff we're interested in. We talk about the simulation hypothesis of living in a simulation. So a cluster of issues around that. But number one, what is enough? Oh, we can't hear you, bro. What a failure. The man just asked a two-minute question. There we go. All right. If you ask me, like, when I was kind of before, like, pre-economic, right? (laughs) It was like, oh, like, I want to get a few cars. I want a Lamborghini. I want a Ferrari. I want a big house. Like, I want all these things. But then again, after, like, after I kind of got the first exit and then, like, the second one, and then it was like, all right, what am I going to do with my time now? Like we sold our company. We kind of like, now I was thinking about what am I going to do? It actually turned out, I literally just enjoyed doing the same thing. Like I just went back and started the same shit again. Like I'm just working with founders, building stuff, like thinking about emerging technology turned out, like I just wanted enough money to do that at whatever pace or scale that I wanted. There were certain things that I think were important. Like, you know, this lab that we built in San Francisco, like, I wanted to build a machine shop. I actually owned one, you know, 15 years ago. I used to own like a plastic fab shop and some, you know, tools that I like to use. It was like, oh, like I, I want to make one of those. Like I want, I want one of those. I want an electronics lab. I want, you know, a trainer that I can kind of like get fit with and stuff like that. And so like, it was really just like kind of the same stuff I wanted to do, but like I wanted this freedom of like, oh shit, that's what the thing is. And it turned out the number was like just way lower than like, I actually would have expected myself to like care about. Um, and I think that's with most people. Like, it's just like you start doing math and you're like, Oh, I could buy like 300 of these cars. It's like, I go buy a car every day for a year and I'm still fine. Like it's kind of like a, it's just stupid math, right? Like it doesn't make any sense. Right. Like <laughs> you, you think about buying one of these cars with once in your life. Now I could buy 300 of them. Well, what, like, like that doesn't add up. It doesn't compute properly. And so, I kind of went back to like, what's the number? Just say it. Just say what the number is. Just spit it out. Uh, I don't know. I I think 10 million bucks, if the number is higher than that, you're just like, and I don't know what you get from it. Your life kind of doesn't change. Hmm. Like, okay, you could go to a hundred million bucks and you get private jets and blah, blah, blah. But like, I don't know. Like, I don't don't think that's really going to fundamentally change your life or like give you something that you didn't have. I don't know, man. I've been on some private jets and the convenience. You talk about time. Saving the ultimate time, time being the the most uh, valuable asset that you could ever have and own, flying private, that shit accumulates over time. Just like skipping the line and doing that. But it's like, yeah, are you happy? You're happy with that, obviously. You don't give a shit about this extra hour of your life that you have to go through. Hopefully, there's no delays or anything like that, and you got to wait and then restructure it. And anyway, things are easier to rebook shit, obviously, if you're in that situation. Yeah. But it's still like a lot of time to go through that. You're checking a bag. It's fucked. That time now doubles, you know? So, yeah. yeah. So, like, I agree with you. Like, that's true. I I think I would, if I have, like, 10 million net worth, like, that just net to me and everybody's paid off. And that's what I have now for the rest of my life, I'm pretty sure that I would get lazy. You know what I'm saying? I just get a little bit, not lazy, lazy towards my work, like what I'm doing now, and probably just spend more time with my mother or with my family and just like 
take several months and then tour whenever I want. And, you know what I yeah. mean? Like that's to me, like the private jet thing. It's like, cool. I saved two hours today. I feel like that's saving micro time for me. It's like, okay, if my career, I wanted to do this, I wanted to accomplish this like really exceptional thing in five, 10, 20, 30 years. How do I save two years? Like, that's what I'm thinking about. How do I accelerate myself in a certain way where like I can go from where I am here now and I could use this money to just say, Oh, I'm actually up there. Okay. There's a bunch of daily time. There's conveniences. Like instead of cooking or ordering DoorDash, you get a chef, like, great. You're going to get a better meal. You're going to, you know, you're not going to think about it. You're going to kind of have that. But then it's like, well, okay. Like I want to go and help a thousand founders start technology companies. Well, shit, like that's a 10, 20, 30 year goal. How do I do that in 18 instead of 20 years? And so it's like thinking about like, what are those shortcuts? And like, how does that help me take this bigger leap? Right. Cause I think vast in the scale that I'm thinking about is like, you're going to live for, you know, 80, 90 years, two years is like a significant time, two hours great but you know it's a lot of two hours yeah exactly it's a lot of two hours yes i'm saying doing both yeah Yeah, if you're doing both it just keeps it stacks itself right even though it's micro it's still going to accumulate to something over time yeah yeah but i do agree with you i'm not disagreeing we're saying the same thing case of 100 case of 100 100 yeah Yeah. both positions are 100 internally valid and coherent 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%. For con man, thanks so much, bro, for coming on the show, man. We really appreciate your insight, your thoughts, your wisdom. So, yeah, man, we'll talk soon, bro. Sweet. Yeah, take care, man. Thank you. All right, man. Take care. Pre-economic, post-economic, private jets, blah, blah, blah. I think the real takeaway is that money is a tool. A tool to help you live the life you want to live. Or if you're the federal government, make trillions of it, poof, disappear into thin air. Wipe your ass with it, they said. (laughs) Anyway, thank you for listening to the latest episode of Joking Not Joking. We hope you'll join us next time on the next installment. I'm the professor, signing off. Until next time, keep it real, you vagabonds. Joking Not Joking is a Luminary Original. Original audio production, music, and sound design by Salt. Executive produced by Noah Gersh, Jamie Shuffman, Nick Panama, and Kenzie Wilbur. Head of creative, Jordan Galvin. Head of production, Liz LeMay. Head of post-production, Robert Adler. Produced by Imran Ali Malik and Aaron Kennedy. Supervising producers, Ali Strobel, and Alice Beern. Post-production supervisor, Ali Honore. Edited by Jeffrey Muchnick and Aaron Kennedy. Sound design and music by Matthew Cellelli. Mixed by Aaron Kennedy. Recorded by Aaron Kennedy, Zach Jurich, and Mario Borgata. Guest booking by Drive Entertainment and Hager Eldos. Additional music, courtesy of Extreme Music. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.